0: Welcome to the May Road Show, episode number three thirteen. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me at the expansive grounds of the Casa de Cold Coffee. John, can you hear me all the uh, way? Oh, oh, there? oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Yes. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Get over here, Colt Let
1: me take the elevator up to Stop meet you up there. Stop playing the
0: games. Get over here. That's funny, man. Uh, by the way, I just want to put it out there. Uh, we did invite Hot tea to be here as well. We did. We put out the invite for Oscar Willis from the World MMA Award nominated Mac Life. And uh, he turned He's us down.
1: world MMA loser. <laughs> just
0: like us. Well, now I know why he turned us down. <laughs> Calling him a loser. He turned us down. Uh, by the way, Not I think him, his outlet. <laughs> He turned us down because uh, he's abstaining from the Frosty Beverage for a little while I hear. Till tomorrow. Oh, till tomorrow. For
1: one day? He wouldn't come in here for one it's day? It's, uh, I think he was aiming for two weeks in a row. It's been like two weeks. Since he hasn't had a drink in two weeks? Like two weeks. He's been wow. He's been uh, eating better. Um, something else. Like the other day when they brought, uh, there was media food. I was like, oh man, you want something, something? He's like, I have two protein bars. And I was like, who is this? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> What's your protein bar? <laughs> I was like, do you want food? They got food in the back. I have protein bars. How about food? They have wow. food in the back. Hot tea is he's just too big for us now. He he's, is. He's big time. That's what happens when you become award nominated. You he's hot, But no, I think, I think tomorrow uh, he's, he, he's allowing himself um, to have some drinks because he said that he was getting too much work done uh, by abstaining from drinking, so well, he wanted that, to change that.
0: That is an upside. That is an upside. <laughs> is an upside. Uh, by the way, I just want to say shout-out to the staff uh, of of the Casa de Cold Coffee, the expansive grounds. We we showed up today, and i got to say, guys, if you've never been to the expansive grounds of the Casa de Cold Coffee, you really do. Which
1: is everybody listening I, to this. Right,
0: right. You're really, if you're ever in Las Vegas, skip whatever you have planned for Caesars Palace. Skip, you know, win, encore, something that you think's going to be, not, you know, that's going to be the highlight of your trip. Don't do that. Make sure you hit up Cold Coffee and say, hey, I need a trip over to the expansive grounds. We rolled in today, and it's always fantastic. You know, the, 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 the grounds are well manicured. You know, the, the palm trees outside are fantastic. You know, the, the, the uh, sparkling blue waters of the pool here are phenomenal. But today, the staff took it up to another level, man. I rolled in. And outside, your, your entire culinary team had <laughs> gathered on the front lawn with an elote cart. They had the Mexican corn... You know, we, they had the option of doing it on the cob. I actually did, did it, you know, in a cup. In a I, cup? Like, I like a little cup. I think it's a little easier to eat there. You got a little more out of that, too. You, you get a little bit more out of that way as well. You get the full kernel. You know, you're not having to bite into the cob. But I just, they kudos. Had
1: the, the mango stuff with all the kudos chili powder Kudos to
0: your culinary it. team, man. <laughs> they, they were on point. They're going to get a little something extra this year at Christmas. <laughs> 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 we, we had just left the USC 260 press conference. We'll get into all that in just a moment. By the way. Shout-out to today's uh, title sponsor, uh, Zachary Humphrey. He, of course, is our title sponsor of this episode because he sent us some beverages, uh, some money for beverages via Venmo, which was super nice of him. He said, get
1: yourself some cold beer on me. He said, stop having that lychee. He said, get rid of that
0: (laughs) terrible stuff you had. Go restock your refrigerator. (laughs) And so for that reason, he is our title sponsor. If you ever want to do that.
1: Title sponsor.
0: If you ever want to be a...
1: Title sponsor.
0: All you got to do is just hit us up at Venmo. John-Morgan-400. Why you you saying my John-Morgan-400? Well, why is that? That's because when I signed up, I didn't know you had to put in a username as you were signing up. <laughs> and I guess I'm just the 400th John Morgan that signed up. Wow. So I'm John-Morgan-400. But if you ever want to send sure, us some. You weren't the first to go. Yeah, imagine that. I know it's such a rare name. <laughs> uh, so if you ever want to send us some Frosty Beverage money, we always appreciate that. You'll be our title
1: sponsor
0: like Zachary Humphrey but I'm about to make you super excited cold coffee because Uh-oh. not only is he our title sponsor of course but he's going to get to be title sponsor next week too because as kind Shut as kind up, as he was to Citizen Frosty Beverages the same week our boy Anthony Beach from Latchkey Brewing out there in San Diego, Mm -hmm. California. Make sure if you're in the area, 1795 Hancock Street, you stop by their tap room. You can pick up some brew to go. You can drink there. You can talk to him. He makes the damn beer himself. He'll break it all down for you, tell you what it's all about, and he'll talk some MMA with you at the same time. So you can get some high-level beer knowledge. Mm. You can get some high-level MMA knowledge. And Mm. I'm telling you right now, when it comes time to get back on the road and this world is starting to open up again real soon, we're going to have to get our man out here to talk some beer and talk some MMA. He is a great, great friend of ours, and uh, he sent us a, a lovely little care package. And he went he went heavy on the care package because it was my birthday, and he said, listen, uh, I want to give you a little belated birthday present as well. Now, he did, of course, have one requirement for this care package, and he said, listen, there is nothing I like more Then when cold coffee gets started with
1: Feel like a stranger The
0: stranger Loaded with Ecuadorian cacao nibs And Madagascar Uh, vanilla beans This imperial stout is super rich And full of chocolatey notes Leaving you with a fresh Vanilla bean finish. And you say, John, mm. what does mm. that all mean? What does that all mean? Well, it just means it tastes damn good. But what's the most important part that's not in that beautiful little description? What's that? It's a 10% right off the oh, bat. It is
1: a knockout punch to the brain. Right off the
0: bat. <laughs> you go 10% just to get started. He said, listen, I'm sending over, but you make sure you you and Cole Coffee get started with the stranger
1: I'm glad we had some of that cor- that Elote because oh, the stranger hits hard It is hard <laughs> it the is stranger hard.
0: hits hard when they... It is so smooth but it is
1: there is something about starting and I think too having any any your first beer any time when you start with like a really dark stout I love that it is really rich and like chocolatey but mm-hmm. dark stouts um they they unless you're like a heavy stout drinker That first sort of like it's a shock to the system like the first beer it's like I was equating to John like to me it's like when you go to the amusement park and you're like you know you're gonna be riding all these rides that have a lot of adrenaline if you go to the craziest one right from the get go and just just blow your load right from the start just get your adrenaline out get nervous get through it and then you're just like oh you bring on the world. You have the stranger, and the stranger literally. After the stranger, everything is just like, oh, that's easy. It's water. Is this lager? It's is water. It, is this, is this a light beer? <laughs> is this the Is this the lychee drink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no wonder they will never sponsor us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll stick with our Latchkey brewing. We always appreciate you Latchkey. You guys do a fantastic job. And by the way, we we did pregame with the stranger as yes, required. Yes, yes. We have since moved on to the Doppeldocker, which is uh, you know, by comparison just a just a a, a minor little 7.2%. It's rich, multi flavor with a with a slight caramel toastiness, deep garnet in color with a mild finish. Now does it say Now is that different cuz on the can it says 6.5? The huh. A-P-V- A-B- A-B-V? I was just looking at the website. Maybe that wasn't maybe, maybe that was the current version. Yeah. Or maybe they're just lying to you, trying to make you feel better. <laughs> they're like, you're okay, you could drink. Or maybe The supplies. Stranger did such a number to you right now, I you don't even, even know what even numbers read. are. What
1: is this <laughs> funny-looking alien script here? Uh. Rich, deep maltiness, toasted caramel, deep red-brown color, mm. and a soft finish. Mm,
0: just how I like them. Can't beat it. Mm. Thank you, leskey Brewing. Thank and you, Latchkey. And thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach. We'll we'll take you up on on your frosty beverage money next week. We really appreciate it. because you know we come to you every week. We never skipped a week. Three hundred and thirteen consecutive weeks. I don't think we you stress that crazy? enough. I don't think we you stress could, that enough. You
1: could stress. You could flip those numbers, and it's the same.
0: That is the stranger talking right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. USC 260, Miocic versus Nagano 2. Or if, if you want to say it right, Miocic. Miocic, we actually had this discussion. I'm so
1: back and forth it's, on it, too, because well, for years we called him Miocic. I know. And he never said anything. He never he never hit us like a, a Volvo or a Ford Escort or anything. But now, did there. Miocic, which it, it it's, it's fine. I think after you get used to saying it a couple of times, Miocic, miocic you're like is. you're like, okay, I get it, I get it. But, like, Every time I say his name, I read it in my head
0: as Miyocha. I know. Kudos but to John Anik something. for being the the stickler of pronunciation. Yes, and and, and if is is anybody sure. who ever
1: gets on him about pronunciation, like that dude is legit yeah. hardcore about making sure he gets it right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing worse to go out there and then to say somebody's name on a broadcast channel where there could be millions of people watching. So the dude does his homework. So anytime I see anybody that's like questioning how he says a name, I'm like.
0: That's like his passion. That That was one he that is he was, hardcore. he was the one that. that brought that to the yeah. USC of having pronunciation guys yeah. and he got that from his days at ESPN, which they did they, they didn't have that here, yeah, which um, you know might shock you to know that some of the announcers were saying some of the names wrong over the years. Can
1: you believe that? can
0: you believe it? Can you believe it? You believe it? So yeah, it is still Miocic in my ear. Much It's Muuchch in my head but it's Miocic. See that now you're blending the two
1: straight feels like stranger. <laughs> <laughs> that is from The Grateful Dead. I had to actually pulled up The Grateful Dead to play that song. I don't know if John's ever heard The Grateful Dead, so I played him a little I, bit. Just a, job, a little piece. A little here, bit. A little, little bit of Some. I, I bet
0: Anthony knows some. Uh, oh, you know Anthony knows some. He knows some dead. So, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to say, leading into today's press conference, I wasn't really excited about the press conference. So I'm just being a, completely honest, right? I'm just, you know, we we always keep it you know, 100, as they say around here. We, we, keep, we keep it real. I was not excited about today's press conference because... We know Stipe isn't the biggest talker in the game, right? He's going to give you, you know, whatever's next. I'm just here, you know, my team, blah, blah, blah. You we, we know, and I'm not disrespecting the guy. It's just he's not a trash talker. Um, and, 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 you know, he doesn't really necessarily get into, uh, you know, what if this happens and what if that happens and have you thought about this? It's, it's just like, hey, man, I'm here to – Yep. To to I'm here to to show that my team is the best. I'm here to provide for my family and and whatever yeah. happens happens. And
1: when you see one of his answers to one of the questions uh, was like, I don't care about that. I don't worry about that. I got to worry about like changing baby's Diber. diapers. Yeah, like yeah. his head's in a complete different area. I mean, and he's being one, honest. And he's being honest. I mean, like we already know he works in a very very tough profession outside of fighting. You know, uh, doing the the firefighter thing. If you guys didn't know, Stepe is also a firefighter. Get out.
0: I don't know if you guys have seen. Get out. Or Heard
1: this. But he's a firefighter. Are,
0: are you, have you confirmed this on record? Or is it sources? I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm, I'm like 99.99584%
1: okay. okay. correct. But outside of that, with him recently, or somewhat recently, having a kid, I just thought that was just awesome. Like, So to, to your point, like – He's not thinking about oh what do I need to say here? What do I need to this? He's not at home practicing lines in front of a mirror. Like he's he's, he's got his crazy his work shit. Was- he's got his family to take care of, and here he's coming to do what he just needs to do. He's getting his paycheck. He's gonna fight. But you know, he's not to the point of like, oh, I'm doing this so I don't get fined. Like but right, he's not go that he, far. It's he's just- gonna put it to he's gonna put the effort in to, to answer what you want, but you know, he ob- He's
0: not giving you the nugget to work with or anything. Yeah, I
1: mean he's gonna give you the the bare bones, but you did a decent job, you know, like it's funny we joke beforehand and all seriously we we joke like who's gonna open up and who's gonna talk about the firefighter stuff just to kinda open it up and and like get him going. Because honestly, I mean if you could sit there and interview him about anything else outside of fighting
0: he's amazing
1: you have a better chance of getting the sound bites that you want you get him opening up and smiling that is a great smiling and starting doing whatever but when it gets to fighting he's one of these guys I mean I think I think he likes to fight I think he likes the challenge because even just going in the field that he is but when it comes to it's not like I don't think he's out there like you know oh for the love of the sport and I'm gonna brag to everybody that I do this and then I can kick much ass it just happens to be something that he's good at you know and He's decent about other stuff, but he would rather talk about the Browns. That he would is, rather talk about his That is his a good daughter, point. I will tell you, know. you this.
0: If you get him off camera, or not even off camera, if you just get him talking about anything but fighting, he will talk your it, ear off. It's He'll completely talk your ear different. Off. It's insane.
1: It, it's completely different. If, if that whole press conference was talking about TV shows that his wife is forcing him to watch yeah. or, or skills that he's had to learn uh, to become – uh you know adept at changing diapers and doing other shit i guarantee you would have saw laughs giggles all kinds of other stuff but when you talk about bare bones you know tell me about francis this this monster of a gentleman over here that yeah. you have to fight he's going to say that you know he's going to say the obligatory things you know you know of course this is this, this but it's just night and day, you know. But you know that going into this with Sipe. So, there
0: you go, which is why I was excited. Meanwhile, on the on the other side of the table, you have Francis Ngannou, who, yeah. of course, is an incredibly exciting fighter. Yeah. You know, one of the most exciting in the game. You know, one-punch knockout power like nobody in the business. I know, you know, Mark Hunt is the is the king of the walk-offs. But come on, Francis Ngannou really is he's, probably, probably he's the scariest take over that. dude in the history yeah. of the sport, he's, right?
1: He's going to take over that walk-off eventually.
0: But he's also the guy that's um, – the A is not a trash talker, you know right. what I mean? He's not a trash talker, and it's just he has that quiet, real quiet, real. I don't want to say monotone voice, but it is kind of monotone, it right? Quiet. It is, it is quiet. It's very quiet, and so you just think but about funny, the dynamics. Well,
1: even you think back when we first saw Francis, what a few years back or whatever, oh, I remember yeah. trying to go to the UFC uh, offices? One of the first interviews we did with him, he did his English was like one word, That's one right. or two words. Seeing him being able to go to a press conference now, carry on stuff. Seeing yeah. him on commercials on TV doing. Oh, I other forgot stuff. about
0: that interview. It was a, a body armor sponsored that interview. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm
1: so amazed and so proud of how far he oh, has he's come. come. A long way. Like you when you watch the presser today, to for us to be like, oh, you know, I just wish he would speak up. It's like bro, when we first started doing this, he couldn't even really speak to us. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, he's done so well to uh, adapt and become. Um, a full-fledged – I mean, he's still – he's always going to be from where he's from, but he's embracing the American dream. Oh, and, he's phenomenal. And, and doing everything right here. And it, I was so – that it just struck me today – Cause I had a flashback of the first, some of the first interviews we did with him, and I was like, man, I remember a point where I was like, is this interview even going to work because he can't really even talk to us? I was like, what are
0: we doing this for? Yeah. for, for Nan, Fernand Lopez, his former right. coach, of course, I know they're strange now, right. but, but Fernand always been a good he'd friend of ours. He'd always be the translator. He'd he always be the translator, out. and yes, and 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 Francis would try to answer in English, but he'd have to get the question, even if he spoke slowly, yep. he'd have to get the question repeated to him in French, so man, you really got to give him a lot of respect yeah. for where he's come. So
1: even outside of what he he's done to improve his mma game he's literally doing everything right to set himself up for superstardom in in america so he's doing everything right i'm so happy for him
0: so let me just say so i I went into today thinking i'm not all that terribly excited about the day like i just didn't think we were going to get much content out of it you know those guys aren't going to talk and i was just like whatever but i gotta say i gotta say and let's be honest this card has been hit, right? I mean, we've, you know, we've, we've already, the co main event was going to be a phenomenal title fight that we were looking forward to with Volkanovski and Ortega. And, you know, then we were worried about our, our Volkanovski's you know, training partners, they're going to be off. And it's just been a weird, it's been a COVID kind of card. And, and so I, I, I walked in today not all that excited, but I got to be honest with you. Once the guys were up there on stage, and, and yep. once I wasn't really worried about the content we were getting, once I was just thinking about what we were seeing. Dude, I got excited. Like yep. knowing that those dudes were about to face off and yep. knowing that they're about to fight again, I got fired up and I'm I'm pumped for this rematch. And I'm telling you what, man, this is such a weird fight, right? Because we've seen it we've seen it, right? We've seen it before. Right. It was a, it was a pretty one-sided fight. It was a, it was a pretty one-sided contest. And so in a lot of ways, you you look at the way their first fight played out and you think, dude, Stipe already showed the, showed the world that he's the better fighter, man. Like, that yep. clearly he's going to he He's 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 better, he's more dominant. But Francis has that thing, that one punch, one moment, one second thing that's so exciting. And it's it's one of the reasons that makes Derek Lewis so exciting. Yes. Except that I think Francis is is he just seems more menacing at all times. He seems more dangerous at all times. You know, whereas, like, Derek is almost like playing possum, right? He's almost well, like – he's if, almost looking tired. Yeah. He's I mean, like, I if Francis ah. was
1: joking like Derek would, maybe he wouldn't have the same sort of thing. Like, that's one of the things I love about Derek. When you look at either one of them, they look like it could punch a hole uh, in any wall. Just walk up to a concrete wall and they're going to punch through. Yep. But Derek's also the guy that will drop his guard, will sort of self-humiliate himself a little bit, talking about his hot balls – which they are very hot uh,
0: <laughs> Where
1: <laughs> Feel like a stranger Oh Anthony
0: Beach you have delivered sir And
1: then uh, then you have somebody like Francis Who I mean I think if he Once he's able to open up more and we see more of his Personality maybe some of the Fierceness I mean I still think He's a giant he's a gentle giant because Every time we've always interact with him he's always Been one of the most polite um, Individuals always very Giving of his time which I've always appreciated but I think if it got to the point, I think that's part of the difference between those two is that mm-hmm. one is quick to, to show the wit, drop his guard, whereas Francis is still very reserved in a sense. And I think that's part of where he comes from, and it's part of how he was he was brought up. And I think it's part of two. Here's a guy that's talking in not his original language, so he's always sure. sort of guarded so that there's not a miscommunication.
0: Uh, the vocabulary is a little more limited. So you can't quite express yourself the exact right. same. You, you It'd be hard can't. to try to joke in a foreign language. In your language. second language. Uh, dude, look. Listen, I've been with my wife for like 13 years now. Yeah, there's times where she gets frustrated because she's like, "Ah, it's my second language. I don't know." Yeah, especially when we're fighting or something. It's it's important, you know. Yeah. And she's like, "I don't understand." She say starts it. rambling off some quick Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, you're just she's like, uh, "What did you say?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, "I can't say it just right." So you're absolutely right about that. You just there's certain moments where like a yeah. word escapes you, whatever. But I, dude, I'm I'm pumped up about this fight. I, um, I, I before I ask you which way you kind of leaned in. I do, want to, I do want to show you some kind of I – was, I was I was. looking at the stats of this fight because, again, I was trying to think of something that would justify because I, I, I'll just – I'll tip my hand. I picked Nekanu. I picked Naganu, man. I, and you? I know it seems crazy I did the first one, and I he, felt really bad about it. Well, I know. And, and, and I did too. And guess what? I'm doing it again. And I feel like, man, what am I doing? I, I, I thought I learned I, – I feel like I should have learned my lesson the last time. out. But I really do feel like – uh. I do feel like his mentality has changed. I mean, we, yeah. for us being Vegas guys, we've seen it. Dude, all that stuff that's been said about, hey, man, he kind of got a little big for his britches. He kind of got a little, you know, yeah. thinking that the world couldn't touch him. Like, he did. Like, that he, yeah. he did. As he, as much he as, went away and regrouped. Yeah, and he went all away right. and regrouped. And, and now he's with, you know, obviously Eric Nixick. We have a ton of affinity for Eric Nixick and the guys there. But we've seen it and kind of, you know, the sacrifice that he's made and, and yeah. what he's done. And, and I'm not saying that, obviously, Stipe, oh, he hasn't sacrificed. He hasn't put it right. No, he hasn't. But I, I, I just feel like this is a different Francis Nagano in yeah. terms of in terms of skills and in terms of uh, mentality, approach, psychology, everything. Everything. Everything is totally different. And so because of that, I am picking him. And I, I may be made to regret it. But I I want I wanted to tell you something. I was looking at stats. I was just trying to see, like, man, am I, am I crazy? It's like totally, – Here's a, here's a stat that I, I don't know actually tells the story of anything, but I just found incredible. You know, people say, oh, you can twist numbers around to say yeah. whatever. Takedown defense. Francis Nagano has slightly better takedown defense than Stipe Miocic. 71.4% to 70.6%. And here's the other thing that tripped me out. Submission attempt average per 15 minutes. Francis Nagano is actually credited with point four five submission attempts, where Stipe Miocic is credited was zero. So that hmm. means statistically Francis Ngannou both has better takedown defense and <laughs> He's more and it is the yeah, and is the is the is the bigger submission threat on the floor. I think that's so actually, how about that? I think that's crazy. <laughs> that is That's actually, how I'm justifying it right there. Yeah, that's I'm calling it right crazy. now. Francis Ngannou by submission.
1: I last time um and it was a gut punch after the fact. I I bought completely into the hype. I you know, and I think part of that was from Doing interviews with Francis, doing all this other stuff, seeing this individual that looked as such a menacing, um, just force. I was like, as much as I like Steep, I was like, there's no way, there's no way he can get through this. This is, this is like the rebels taking on the full force of the Empire coming down. I was like, there's no way that he's he's literally one of the
0: scariest human beings that have ever stepped into the Octagon. It, no question. He's
1: such an impressive uh, force of nature when you look at him, you just like his physique and everything. I'm just like, my God, what a specimen. Like, he, he's just fantastic. And so when you see that, you're like, clearly no normal human being can ever beat that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I voted again. I didn't pick Stipe. And when Stipe showed him up, I immediately had the guilt that anybody from Ohio or anybody has anything where you don't pick for one of your own. I literally felt like shit. I was shit. gonna say as
0: as we were drinking our frosty beverages <laughs> out of the Ohio State University glasses. That's
1: right. <laughs> I uh, I felt like shit, and I I told myself after that I was like, you have no reason to doubt Stepe. I was like, um, you have to pick Stepe next time he fights. You have to pick Stipe. So I've been on a run of picking Stipe. but honestly, um, as scary as Francis is, and you're right, you are completely right. He is. I don't even feel like this Francis. If you put him up against the other one, you I mean, granted, it's, it's easy enough to say, oh, well, of course, time has passed. Um, you know, of course he's going to be a better fighter. But one of the first things we heard from his coaches, I mean, I want to say Fernand said the same thing. They said this kid is picking up skills – At such a crazy pace. Everybody I've heard talk about him when they talk about the instruction of Francis is that he is like a sponge and he picks it up quicker and quicker. Mm -hmm. So being able this much time and this much experience that he's had, he is gonna be a completely different Francis at this point. It's it's gonna be night and day, I think, than what we saw before. He's probably even been able when you when you power his power is was big then and his power is big now, but I think Probably part of the difference is that instead of throwing looping shots where you're maybe losing a lot of energy because you're overarching your arm, you're throwing you know the big overhand right, if you can bring it in just a little bit, maybe focus your elbow a little bit, maybe get a little more direct power. I'm sure all these little fine details have made it seem like he's even stronger now because he's not just going out there and brute force throwing these these strikes that are just demolishing dudes. And now they're doing even more so because he's got better technique. He's done more reps with it. But with looking at Stipe, even though Stipe has so much going on, he's got the firefighter thing. He's been the champ. He's got the new dad thing. We all know that you know if if anything proves out of what we've seen recently, once these guys become dads, once these females become mothers. They literally go in and just absolutely wreck shit against their opponents. So I'm going in there thinking that Stipe as well, even though I think a lot of people maybe think that he's not trying to push himself. He's not trying to... It, it, maybe when I say that, he's not as hungry, so he's not going to be in the right, gym right, pushing right, right. as hard as like the challenger. I think that's one of the things that everybody always says about the guys up and coming. Oh, you know, I'm so hungry that, you know, the champs, they're just sitting back on their ways. There's something about the mentality. Of I don't Stipe. think you have to worry about that with Stipe. I don't think I don't, so yeah. either. And I think he's been gifted with an incredible chin. We've seen him get dropped before. We saw what happened when he took on DC, but uh, Stipe's got. He, I think he's got a great chin, and he's taken Francis' punches before. So he's been hurt. I think Stepe knows where he needs to kind of be aware in certain things. And, and as much as Francis has been improving and he's been working on people, I still think the heaviest part of his game has still been about his striking. So I think there's still that gap of when it comes to being able to Defend Stipe when he does what he Stipe does and gets these guys down. I think he's still going to have a hard time when when Stipe closes that gap and c- controls him, controls his controls those arms so he can't do that big damage. You know, I imagine that the fight's going to be up against the cage a lot, kind of controlling him, clinching him, and doing some work right there until he can eventually get him on the ground and then just get to the point. Then it's like, okay, get up and if you don't mm-hmm. get up he's just going to pound and pound and pound and as that control time goes and as he starts ticking away these rounds granted we all want to get a knockout we all we all want to see a knockout but this very easily could be one of those fights where you got the big power guy that throws a big punch he misses Stipe goes in gets a single or a double leg takes him down and can sit on them for two to three minutes at a time. And next thing you know, we could be three rounds in. And we're like, wow, we're in the championship rounds. And we haven't got that knockout. Then they start getting tired because they're throwing these haymakers. So, you know, ultimately, you know, I know I rammed a lot just to say I, I'm homering as well. Because as much as I like Francis, if it wasn't Stipe, I probably would pick Francis against most people. Um, outside of Derek, which I have to take a homer pick as well. Um I'm just gonna go Stepe because I think th- I think the 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 gap the skill gap between um when, when Steepe does Stepe and, and he's and it's still it's still wide. The the big difference is the fact that I think if Stepe slips in a sense where he doesn't keep his head on uh, you know, if he doesn't keep his head moving, if he just sits in front of him and says like, I've taken his power, I know it's I know it's strong, but I can take a couple and, and then do it. That that's the part where he'll fail, you know, because it only takes one to wound him. It'll take two to finish him. Yeah. You know, so he's got a he's got a very very small window to kind of uh, let Francis have his way and, and that's the thing about Francis, his power stays the whole fight. Yeah. Even if he's tired and even if he's been on his back, he's still good for a good big swing or two. But I just think that Stepe is so smart He's. I think he's very intelligent. I don't think people give him enough credit for that he adjusts to his uh, opponents very, very well. Mm-hmm. And you can look back at the when he lost the belt to DC. but That was a not a freak shot. That was a great shot that DC got when then you know, they kind of separated a little bit and Stipe was like, oh well, he's not going to hurt me. Took a little step back and Daniel caught him and knocked him the f out. You yep. know. But that's one of those things. I mean, that's a that's a it's a, just a freak nature. It was a perfect strike at that moment. But I think DC. I'm sorry, Stipe. He's just I have, I have the – he's such – we don't – and that's the thing. We don't hear him talk about it. We don't hear him break down his opponents. But I know he's a student of the game. Yes. He's been watching football, watching all these sports. I mean, he studies tape, and he has a great team behind him. He's a smart, smart dude. And as much as Francis is – um has improved, not that I would – you know, venture to say he's a one-trick pony, but what are you worried about?
0: The, the, yeah, you're worried about the big shot, the about? big right yeah, hand, that's right? that's it.
1: Yeah. that's all you're worried about. I mean, like nobody's like, oh man, all right, I gotta, I gotta watch because if I throw a big kick or a th- big punch, he's gonna come in and try to take me down. True. That's not going to happen. True. He's just going to knock your damn head off. True. That's what you got to watch out for. And so that's a little bit easier on his side when it comes to the game plan when it comes to really what he wants to watch out for. He just has to stay sharp. He has to stay he has to stay in the moment and stay smart and keep an eye on it. But that's the problem. You take one good hit, you get a little fuzzy. Then, then, then everything's out the window at that point. And dude, point. Like,
0: listen, I can't deny a single thing you're saying right now, and that's why I feel so weird about saying that I'm still going to pick Francis. Yeah. You know, like I, I just do feel like, again, it's it's not. I don't feel like this is hard to break down tactically in terms of you know who's got the strengths or how they win the fight, right? Like nobody's saying, well, you know, if if Francis surprises with it, you know, with a with a with a trip, and then you know he's he's dominant. We've ever side seen control. him trip nah, anybody. Come on, man. You know, it's not, <laughs> So, I mean, that look- would be
1: straight balls crazy.
0: They get in the clinch and Francis. Oh, that'd be great. Hits the him with a little inside trip, oh. maybe a little outside oh. hit toss. I'm like, like that. I lost this one. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean, I I, I do think, and, and look, I, I think Francis probably will be on his back at some point. Like, I do think yeah. he's going to get taken it's down at happen. some point. It's going to happen. They're
1: both going to be on their back at some point. But,
0: but that's it. I do feel like Francis now has more respect for Stipe, more respect for the game, more yeah. respect for what it takes. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny because you know you think about like the the, the fight versus Jerzinho, you know, back in May of last year. You know, he won in twenty seconds, but like you watch that fight, and it wasn't the prettiest combo to win the fight. I mean, he kind of yeah. came out just winging; it could have gone the other that way. You know, he could have gotten clipped. So, but but I just feel like the aggression, the intelligence, the focus—I feel like it's there, and it, it wasn't there last time. The, the the power was there. Power was there, but not everything else was there, and that's yeah. why that's why I'm sticking with Francis in this one. I mean, Fully ready to be. Proven wrong. His power is such freak
1: of nature. I mean, it's game changer. Otherworldly. He can, he Otherworldly. Can, the fact that he could do tremendous damage. Same with Derek Lewis is the same where you don't even have to be completely clean. You don't even have to probably be fifty percent clean. It could be some fractional bit of clean. They're just strafing dudes just a little bit and it's doing enough devastating damage to bewilder them where they can get in there and actually follow up with a big shot. Right? How good? How Amazing would it be to have that kind of power? I mean, I would. How good would it be? Say you are going to the store and you are knowing that you could literally. Yeah, say something. Say something. No, I'm taking that. <laughs> I'm taking that grapefruit right there, one sir. One shot can change it because I will change your life with one shot if you take that grapefruit. Like that's funny. How they're, they're studs, man, and it's cool. I mean, but you know, well, just to jump to the card, like these guys are studs. These these two are carrying this card.
0: Well, that's, I so mean. that's what I was going to get to next about USC 260 in terms of if there's anything else that's really standing out to you that you're most excited about. Because listen, we lost some fights. We had some fights change up. We had some opponent switch, all that. And, uh, but, so I, I'm not going to try to, like you said, I'm not going to try to sell this as, oh, this is the deepest card ever. This might be one of those ones where, uh, you know, you watch it with some friends or, or whatever the case yeah. may be. But um, I did want to ask you if there's anything else that i do. Because I, one that stands out to me, honestly, and it, and it may sound a little bit wild, but um, I'm kind of anxious to see Tyron Woodley. You know, so am I. the losses that he had. So am I. I thought this week in, in, in his pre-fight media talk, man, I thought he was spot on in, yep. in, in admitting kind of – some of the faults that he would had, and some yep. of the things that he needed to change. Humble and- is yes. awesome Woodley.
1: I mean, like I like yes. him. I like him even when he had the bravado of the champ. But it just got to the point where it was like, champ, just talk to us. Right. There was a point where he just he'd say a couple lines, then he would he would do his little bit, and I can tell he's like, okay, you, you don't you're not happy to be here. I yep. get it. I get it. But his honesty and his humbleness and his openness uh, the other night. It was the kind of thing that just re-endeared you again to Tyron Woodley. Like it was just, I would I, say, I say thought if, it was fantastic. If, if you're a person,
0: I know there are people that don't like Tyron Woodley. I would say no. If if you're going to talk <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. If
1: we only had some beverage for you to wet your whistle with I will
0: it? wet my whistle with that. I don't know what happened there, boy. My might, might thought thought was going to die there for a second. Um if you're if you if, if you want to talk about just the losses, fair enough. <coughs> See what's going on here? I don't know. If you if you want to talk about just the loss, it's fine. But you're talking about losses to number one, two, and three in the world. You yeah. know what I mean? One, two, no and three in There's no shame in those world. losses. There's no shame in those losses. I know a three fight losing streak doesn't look good, but one, two, and three in the world. Um, but if you want to talk about the attitude and the and, the, and all those things and, and why my people might not like him, I get it, right? But I thought that it was so cool that he just kind of addressed everything and was like, "Look, man, I I get it. You know what I mean? Like I bought into the lifestyle and I and yep. I I was. I was trying to prove everybody wrong, and instead of trying to prove the people around me right, you know, and I thought that was so yep. just open and honest, man. I I, I really yep. did. I think it's it's worth going out, and if 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 you're kind of on the fence about Tyron Woodley, or maybe you, you you've been a hater and you're willing to give him a second chance, go check out his pre-fight media uh, interview that he did with yep. with us uh, on, on the MMA Junkie YouTube page on MMA Junkie. Um, Man, I, I honestly, I, I, thought, like you said, it was it a humble Willie. It was a refreshing Willie.
1: I think you changed the mind. I think it's if you don't think so, and if you're still like, oh, he's still a dick, then you probably got your own chip on your shoulder because when I, when I watched that, uh, when I was, si- I remember just sitting in the room and I was like, fuck, Tyron, this is, th- this is the you that we've always liked and always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. At these things, and it was just glad to see it again because we'd seen it before, and then it kind of went away. He just yep. kind of, you know, got hidden away somewhere underneath all the, the the glitz and the glam and caught up in the moment stuff. So it was wonderful to see. I I haven't looked at our staff picks. I picked Woodley for this one, and I know even though he is the underdog going into this one, part of it was um, I just felt like one. He's going to be. Even though as much as he doesn't say that there is the the pressure of having these losses going into this one, I also felt, though, that it was do or die. This is your chance to go out there and you either fight for your career, you fight for your job, you fight to keep this going, um, or you just kind of just do whatever. You get another last big paycheck, but know that probably a lot of people at this point could have already been cut. Yeah. If you get that fourth one on your record – you're probably not going to stick around, but after seeing them, even at the media day, so with me going in thinking like, okay, he's he's got a he's got a fire lit under his ass on this one. i I have to go in and think. I know, with in recovering from injuries and all this other stuff, I'm like, that's that. Of course, that is a questionable thing, but I'm still just going with the fact that I knew that he was going to come here with a chip on his shoulder in the sense of like, a champ doesn't want to. A champ will always be a champ, but a champ wants to get back into that W column. Of course. So I'm like, here, he, I know he wants to get back in there, and then seeing how he addressed the media, and how in the moment, and how That's it
0: grips to what was he wasn't, going on. He wasn't complaining about the way he was promoted. Yes. He wasn't complaining. You know what I mean? It wasn't. He was it, it wasn't all those yes. things that are extraneous to the fight themselves. Yes. It was the fight.
1: It completely made me feel good that I picked him because I was like, his fucking mindset is so different than what we've seen for the past his his third loss usman that was 3-2 2019, 2019 so it's legit a year ago so this is a, a complete year has passed since uh that
0: Cameroon fight or oh, two years <laughs> <laughs> for those of you not watching the video, which we don't have, you would have picked up on the subtleness of me just giving my eyes wide open at him going, a year?
1: A year, you say? You know, you know I took math for liberal arts in college because I didn't – you know, as a theater major, I didn't have to take the trigonometries and things. Uh, that's your fault, Anthony. Um, but, no, I just – I mean, there's was something – that was different yeah. about him, and so I felt really good because part of me was just I was I was just ultimately a gut check because I think Vicente, you know, even though most people coming in, he's on, he's riding a high right now, and people are selling him really high. I think Tyron has the skills to, to take it to him, make it dirty, clinch him, put him up against the cage, and kind of do his work. But seeing his mindset and knowing that there is the pressure, even though he doesn't want to say about three losses, I was willing to say that would. And I think would I. Now I have no doubt in my mind that Woodley's gonna pull it off.
0: It's funny because I picked Vicente Luque for kind of the reasons, you know, thinking that ah, it looks like Woodley's just not into it anymore, man. He's just not yeah. out there. You know, he couldn't pull the trigger last time out. Yep. And again, we're talking about things he said. We have yet to see what he does. But the things he said makes me feel that he's gonna go in there and do more. And right. and and now I kind of feel like, ah, oh, man, maybe I maybe I well, maybe I checked we, out on him a little too if, early.
1: It'd be weird if we did our pre- our our picks. We have to do our picks. We submit him before Wednesday, yeah, so yeah. this is before this media day even happened. So I wonder what your pick would have been had we had the media day.
0: After the media day, I would have picked Tyron Woodley. Taron. I would have picked Tyron Woodley. I guarantee. I feel I, like I he's focused again, and I feel like he under, And I feel like he's and again talking the right way. And, and I think it's always funny when we say this stuff because talking the right way doesn't change anything in terms of a fist fight. You know what I mean? The skills have to be there. The te- that's what ter- determines who wins the fist fight. But what I don't think people realize about this game sometimes is how mental it is. How mental it is. And Tyron Woodley, sure, he's a little bit older in his career. You know, does that mean that his speed has diminished a little bit? Probably. You know, does that mean? But that, he had a lot of speed to have. But the, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, this <laughs> this wasn't a guy Tyron that was is still really, really fast. Barely making it by. <laughs> you know, that's like, that's like, hey, is yeah. it just me or is Francis Nagano not quite hitting quite as hard anymore? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, maybe not. But yeah. so that's it. Is is it like? It's so mental sometimes. And I feel like Tyrone Woodley was kind of mentally locked up sometimes, thinking about all of yes. these. And he seems so focused and so right. And, and you said, you know, he, and, and by the yeah. way, I didn't, and, and I apologize, but I didn't even realize when he said he's out there at the body shop with McKee. Yeah. Dude, that's a squad right there, yeah. man. That's a squad. And, well, love, and, and that's the mindset. even
1: saying that right there, when he, there was a point when he was even talking about when he was like, I, I was, he was running his own shit. He was, he was being like, no, me, 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 we're going to run this how I want to do this. When he – I don't know if it was when it was just going to McKee or after some of the losses, giving himself back to the point of, you tell me yes. what I need to do. You know, if I say, oh, I feel like five rounds, but you're like, no, you were doing eight rounds. Okay, yep. yes, yes, coach, let's do this. I love it. He's given himself back to what got him to where he is. And I can only – I mean, I'm so happy for him in the sense that – he's get he just feels better at peace with himself i think part of and i think this is anybody that gets any sort of fame or anybody that gets any sort of Notoriety. It's how can you not get caught up in the lifestyle? How can you get not caught up in you're the, man. the hype? You're the man. Everywhere you're you the, walk, the you're, you're champ. You're, you know
0: what I mean. And I love the fact nobody's that – nobody's pushing you in practice because right. they're not trying. You know,
1: I felt like I don't know what what Rocky movie would have been when after he lost his belt or something and he got back to the to the bare bones. That's what I felt like when it, when Tyron came back. I felt like he got back to the he went back to roots of what he needed to do to prepare him for this fight. So. But it, I just after seeing slabs him, of meat, and, that's and, it. And, he's just like he's like bailing hay. He's like he's driving to some random church before the fight, and he's like, "Bless me, Father, <laughs> before I go in here and battle." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, I f- I feel really good uh, uh, for him because I feel like he's re-energized, and uh, even though he, I mean, it's not like the guy is going to be fighting for years and years beyond this point. But I'm glad he's gotten to the point. Where he feels re energized because he's setting himself up for the possibility of his career extending longer. Mm-hmm. Because he's bought back into the fact of, I need to do hard work. Let me just get back. Let me just get down. Let me just stop trying to live this and be this, this, this. He's sticking to the things that are important to him his family, providing for his kids you know feeling good about himself making some money and doing other stuff and he's got great stuff on the outside but what's nice now it seems like he's able to separate yes i, I i'm going to get tv roles i'm going to get movie stuff but that's all, that's all well yeah. and done but let me focus on this right here I'm telling you. whereas i think before it was like oh you know i'm doing this 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 after this fight i'm going to go do a movie i'm going to do this 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 i'm i'm big time i'm big time and we saw what that did to ronda we saw what that did to other people you know so i'm so happy for him and after that this pressure I felt or the media day. I felt so good about my pick. I was just like, I wonder if anybody else would switch. And if our picks were later in the week, I guarantee more of our staff would have picked Tyron.
0: I would have switched Tyron. So I'm I'm super keen on that man. That that's a big you know kind of crossroads kind of fight. Yeah. I'm also Luke I would Luke say badass man, though. Oh, Luke is and <laughs> I don't want to badass, say though. Luke is just like the yeah. Nicest I feel like we've been harping too, and we've been saying how Tyron. yeah, but but Vincenti is a he's a he's a beast. But you want to see where the former champ is at? Yeah. Does he still have it or whatever? This yeah. I'm also excited to see Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida yeah, how because he not be stylistically, look, it's going to be a great fight. Like those two dudes come out and bang. Um, Thomas Almeida, of course, you know he had the layoff and the eye injury and the surgery and all that, and, and and I think he was afraid his career would end. He came back, lost, you know, so didn't get the the storybook uh, you know return that he wanted. Uh, now he's back. You remember Thomas Almeida It wasn't that long ago that we were saying this dude might be fighting for a title at some point. He's legit, but now he's fighting Sean O'Malley, and and there's such question marks and crossroads here too because, you know, he lost last time out. And it's been so interesting to me to see the reaction to the way that he's handled it, and I totally get it. Like, trust me, I totally get it. I mean, this kid is – let's not forget – this kid is still 26 years old, right? I mean, he's still basically a pup, as far as I'm concerned, man. I think about where I was at 26 years old, where my maturity, my mindset, my my worldliness, which still isn't all that great at 43. You know, I think about where I was at 26, and you think about the way he's handled it. Now, do I love the way that he's handled this? You know, hey, I'm you know in my mind, I'm still undefeated. I don't, I don't. But I kind of understand what he's saying in terms of like. It's so weird because how you just phrased the way he said everything a little bit differently. Had he just said, I know I lost, but I in, in my mind, I feel like I've never been truly beaten. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. I mean, that, and that's a subtle change of words. In my mind, I'm still undefeated versus in my mind, I know I lost, but I truly feel I've never been beaten. You know, he kicked me, he hit a nerve, he, he did all these things, right? Um and then you lay out why—not why you think the win was lucky or whatever—but you lay out why you don't feel like you've truly been bested by another man. You know, you feel like maybe your body failed you a little bit, or you feel like it was a freak accident or whatever. Um, which all can sound like excuse making or whatever. Which is, I think, maybe why he didn't want to get into the intricacies of it. And listen, I'm not out here trying to defend Sean O'Malley. I'm not. I'm not like it's not like I'm I'm on the Sean O'Malley bandwagon. I like the kid a lot. But it is—it's just been weird to watch this ride because, right? He comes in and he's the dude with the sick knockout that smoked weed with Snoop, and now you're like, he's O'Malley, oh, O'Malley, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> and everybody loves him, like, and it's great, and, and all that happens, and he's, he's the Sugar Show, and he's this and that, and then he loses, and I think, you know, I don't think anybody turned on him because he lost. I think everybody turned on him because of the way he handled the loss. And I get it. Like anybody that says I don't like Sean O'Malley because he handled this like shit, I get it. I really, really do get it. But man, you're talking about uh, a nuanced level of how to say things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't forget we're talking about guys who need to be as confident as possible, have near unfair levels of self-belief, near unrealistic, you know, levels of self-belief, and for the guy to say I still feel undefeated versus you know, how, uh, I don't feel like anybody has truly beaten me. I don't know. I just I, – I feel like – I feel bad that the world has turned on him to a degree. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, he talked about the online hate that he gets and stuff like that. And that's just a cesspool of yeah. –
1: well, Even just – I mean, just to throw this in while you're, you're going is that even just looking when we put the YouTube video up and we were saying it, so there's not a lot of interaction. There's not a lot of likes, dislikes, or whatever typically for a lot of our videos. But – for this particular one, it was almost 50, or was, well, 33%. Well, whatever. I'm not going to do math. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, so there were 80 likes. There were 33 dislikes. Typically, when people dislike a video, people, you know. It's uh, supposed to be, mean that
0: the you content You don't like the sucks. content.
1: They're like, wow, YouTube creator, why would you put this video out here? But no, people are so upset at what was said that they want to dislike the video. But, but just looking at that number right there. There's a lot of people that are listening to him are still just like, F you, dislike the video, and then you hear they just chattering. So you're right. I mean, like, it's so crazy. I mean, like, to I would think to be in the sport and doing the kind of thing that they have, of course you have to have that mentality. You have to think you're better than whatever. That's the kind of stuff I guess that's going to keep you back in the gym and doing the extra hours and doing the other stuff. But if you're also going to go in there, lock the cage, get – Practically naked, like he said, and go in there and then throw bombs at each other and, and you know, just throw caution to the wind. You have to have the mentality that the only way I'm going to lose is by me dying or me just whatever freak of nature something. Mm-hmm. And for him at that point, for him to be like, I was winning that fight and then some freak percentage Crazy percentage of somebody hitting me with this toe. He kept bringing up what was he saying? The Ecuadorian toe, this big Ecuadorian, the big toe. Ecuadorian toe. The 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 freak, random thing that you nev- nobody ever expects. The
0: Ecuadorian tour.
1: Well, toe. I do, but, like just
0: why, crazy though. Like why is it okay for the Diaz brothers to say that nobody's ever beat them? Why is that okay? Like, like it's Boy, okay. you want
1: to talk about some people that are fervent fans.
0: You people. know what I'm saying like I ain't nobody like, yeah. nobody's ever beat the Diaz bros, right? Yeah. They say that. Why is that okay? But yeah. if, if if Sean O'Malley says it, "Oh, look at this guy. Look at this guy." It's fun. I I do I do want to say this though. So, you know, I always get little notes ready for 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 media day and that sort of thing like I don't have the best memory. I mean, as much MMA as we watch, it does all start to blend together. So before each interview, I do like to go do a little research and just re- just remind myself did of their you, record. Did you, did you know that Stipe was a firefighter? I, no, that's why I'm asking you. That came you, up in your you research. That didn't this. come up with your I research. Didn't see this. Wow, so I didn't like, your
1: research is not good, sir.
0: For every fighter, I like to like go back and just, re- you know, like, you know, go back and look through their record. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay, I remember. And it comes to me right away, but I just I can't I can't instantly pull it. And then I'll go through their social media and stuff like that and see if there's anything that, oh, okay, hold on. I will say this, and, and, and after all me defending that maybe people shouldn't hate on Sugar Sean quite as much, I will say this one dude cracked me up. So he, he posted a, a post, like it was five weeks ago when I pulled this up, and it was, I, did, I, I don't even remember what the picture was, to be honest, but, but what it was, he, he, he had like a little, what do you call that, where it's the first letter of everything is a word? No, 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 I really can't do that. Sorry, uh, Latchkey Brewing has made sure I can't remember that word. But it was like it, he spelled out the word camp, right? Like he's in training camp, camp. And he put C, consistency, A, adaptability, mm. M, mindset, mm. P, performance. Mm. Strong, right? Yeah. Strong. All right, good. You know, he's got his. He's got it. He's got it, right? I would chose a different P. Commenter <laughs> comes in. It says C. Can't. Uh-oh. A. Admit. Uh-oh. M. Uh-oh. Marlon. Uh-uh. P. Uh-uh. Prevailed. <laughs> I, was like, oh. I was like, all right. Well done. Listen, listen. As much as I hate the trash talk online sometimes, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it that's is pretty, pretty funny. At least it's creative. Least it it's it creative.
1: is really, really good. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy that the commenters, I mean, like, people are – But what's, what's crazy is that if they would actually watch the whole video – um, you would see kind of roundabout even joke. He's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said what I said, you know, and I kind of whatever, you know. But he was like, but I, it was my mindset at the time. It was what I said at yeah. the time.
0: And basically immediately he admitted it's like now he just leans into it. Just like, yeah, you know what, man? I know that it pisses people off, yeah. so I'm just going to keep saying it.
1: So, But, yeah, it's funny to read the the interviews and stuff. It's or actually- the, the comments on, on Facebook – or, I'm sorry, YouTube. but Because everybody's still even here. Are still they're triggered by it? Oh, it's Hard.
0: it's funny. So if you if you go back and watch the video, if you want to check it out, so uh, I always do try to always do try to make my greetings with fighters like set them at ease. You know what I mean? Set them at ease, get them get them comfortable a little bit. I'm not saying I'm the greatest interviewer by any stretch of the imagination, um, but at least just get them feeling good, feeling right. Yeah. And so when he sat down, I was like the undefeated Sean O'Malley. And you could just kind of see the smile <laughs> on his face. Like yeah. <laughs> like I know, I know, I know. Uh, so it's good. I, I think he understands. It just pisses people off. So now he's just gonna—he's never gonna pull back on it now.
1: No, so man, that is gonna be a really,
0: really. But good it's a—it's a great that fight, a good fight. And I'm anxious to yeah, see how pulls out. Outside of that, uh, I, I'll just—you know—burn through the card. Real quick. Obviously, anytime Jillian Robertson fights, <laughs> <laughs> you know we love to watch Jillian I fucking Robertson. Love Jillian she Robertson. She's the best. She's the she savage. Is. The best. You know I love her. You know <laughs> we're getting some fifty cent walk-in music. But by the way, Miranda Maverick, not an easy assignment. Yes, that is tough. Not an easy assignment. Jamie Malarkey, Kama Worthy, both guys, you know, looking to rebound from loss, and both guys want to come out and bang.
1: I thought that was really cool. Kama worthy. If you guys haven't seen, he came to the press conference dressed as Uma Thurman from Kill Bill.
0: Wow, look at you. You're I'm just, just blowing up his whole spot.
1: He was actually out in the in the lobby, actually before he came in. He actually came and he was dressed as like Bruce Lee, you know, but when he was out in the lobby, he was joking with Nobby. About how people mistaked him for wearing Uma Thurman's Kill Bill. So I was like, I'm just going to tease him about it. But it was an awesome, like, track, track suit? Track pants? Track one, suit? Track yeah, suit? Yeah. But it was like the, the tr- like, literally, like, Bruce Lee Yellow tracksuit that you see in. Well, what was the movie that he said? I can't remember the movie. You the, the Dragon. No, the one he died in. It was like, um, whatever. The one that he died filming something. Kill something or but it wasn't Enter the Dragon. Um now you're gonna piss me off. Right, now you gotta look it up. Let's look it up. Bruce Lee. What's not the Follow done? along on your computer. Look up Bruce Lee IMD Mo- Bruce Lee <laughs> movie he died in. <laughs> <laughs> I thought wasn't Enter the
0: Dragon the one where he wore the sweatsuit, am I wrong?
1: But he uh but no uh, why did, why does it show it showed oh it showed when his son died in the crow, uh, that was that was sad. was sad. That was really really. It sad. was not *Of the Dragon*. He wore, but but no, he the. Because they said the one who was when he fought. Um, no, it was Game of Death. Game of Death. You're so right. It was Game of, of death. death. There. That's it was the Game one. of
0: Death. Oh, yeah. The- All
1: right. So Game of Death. That's when, because he, uh, according, to, I love the comedy. He was so into Dude, was it. Dude, it was Game of Death. He was like, that's oh, when he fought, man. like, Ab- Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, Yeah, blah, blah, it blah. was. But, um, so
0: he wore that yellow tracksuit, oh. but out in, the, out in the lobby. I'm uh, sure some people were just yelling at us, being like, you idiots. Well,
1: plus we just took 3 minutes looking it up on the internet if my speed was faster here we'd be okay but 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 yeah so no I I joke about that but that actually is a really really good fight come over he's a, a beast and Jamie Mularkey he was just so like low key whatever he's like I don't like it just like another day going to the office but I think that fight's going to be fun come over he's an absolute beast
0: that is going to be great so, listen, you know, the prelims uh, took took a big shake up. There are some names in there. I mean, Alonzo Minifield is somebody that had a lot of hype behind him. Of course, Abu Bakar and is on there. Anytime you see the name Amir Gamadoff, you get excited about Of course, Jared Gooden's not going to just roll What's the over relationship? for him. Cousin? Uh, cousin, cousin. Yeah, yeah. Modeskus Bukowskis is uh, a, a real talent as well. But Mikhail Oleg man, that dude is uh, scary ah, fuck, at times. What was the
1: fight that we lost that I was really uh, the right uh there were some D- fights that we No lost. uh contender series guy what was it right um oh fuck we lose, we lose so many stupid fights in the- William Knight oh, oh who's yeah he was supposed to fight yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. fight Knight. that was going to be I was awesome like, I was, who you, who uh, did you pick in that one I
0: was like right who are you talking about Dude, i i i think i i think i took Menefield in that one. Did you? I put Knight in that I, one. I, I agree. That right. was I, I great said fight. right. I was meaning Knight. I know you say it right. I was like Jordan. Yeah, Knight, no,
1: because he he so impressed me in the Contender Series and other stuff. Alonzo, I like Alonzo a lot, but I just feel like I don't know what it is. Like something hasn't completely the switch hasn't year completely last year. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. It just had some something's not really there. This fight now with it with the, the the last minute replacement. Of course, I think Alonso is gonna you know. Starchem because he it was in full on fight mode, but yeah, I had William Knight in that one. But I was really looking forward to that. And when I heard that we lost that, I was like, no, so I wanted to see that. I'm a, I'm a homer now. I think it's for the fact that we do so all every contender series. So get everybody you're homer that's, for the contender series. i'm I'm a Homer for contender series, guys, because everyone that has made it and put on because you know, they put on incredible performances to get the contracts, they didn't just win decisions. but like that was the crazy thing. Like people were winning decisions and weren't getting contracts. It was the ones that went out there and literally wrecked shit that are getting the contracts. So and on all these guys and gals that made it through there, Are doing the same I mean granted Last week didn't Quite work out With the The Bays family But I was was so bummed For them It would have been A lovely story Heartbreaker You know Just how they Worked together And I loved everything They're like We're working for this to, To better our family And then it was a tough night for both of them it was, by the end of the night I was just like fuck I was wrecked for both of them and they happen to work at the gym that we really have a close relationship with as well Florida, Florida, I, Florida, think was, I think that's
0: why I homered for Alonzo to be honest yeah <laughs> even though probably. William Knight came through, the, uh, came through CFFC who yeah. by the way back on next week I did. You know, CFC, you'll see Fight Pass
1: <laughs> do you know anybody that works with that CFFC fantastic organization I hear the they, they have this guy April 1st uh, and 2nd CM Punk that's, like, he's really really good phenomenal I can't phenomenal. remember the guy that that, that works it doesn't with
0: matter just tune in watch it that's all that matters we don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't care if you know who's on there or not, just tune in. All right, that abrupt stop was brought to you by Latchkey Brewing. <laughs> feels just as good going out as it does coming in. It feels in. better going out. <laughs> Let's be real. I couldn't take it anymore. I had to you, get when up. you pushed
1: it to that point. Like, you literally threw the headphones down and like, ran. I was like, okay, I guess we're stopping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: well, we can edit that.
0: And I was His like, well, why are we going to even floating. edit it? Let's just, let's we just don't, go. You
1: know better than that. We don't do editing.
0: We don't do editing. All right, listen. Uh, okay, listen. We, we talked about this card. Uh, we're, we're excited about it. I, I am more excited about it. It's a big main event. I, I will get this. Is This may not be one that you want to spend 70 bucks on by yourself. Uh, it might be one you, you, you know, you, you want to catch with a crew or, or whatever. Um, but, but this main event, it is big. It is really big. Um, but I did want to talk to you about a couple, a couple quick things. Uh, and I know we both have. Uh, by, by the way, I know you have somewhere to go tonight, but I also know that we have a big day tomorrow. We got a long day tomorrow. Uh, we're 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 uh, we're delving into the world of Askrin versus Paul. I guess we'll just reveal that to the world. They're doing a press conference here in Las Vegas. Um, so, cold coffee and I after weigh-in tomorrow. I'll be heading over there and. Digging into this freak show of <laughs> of a fight and seeing what that's all about. There's, uh, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to be run. We'll find out. We'll we'll bring you reports in there. So we'll, I'm sure we'll definitely have some uh, some information uh, or some stories to tell on the uh, and a half episode over at Patreon.com/slash The M.A. Roach. I'm sure we'll be talking about for the next couple weeks uh, because that is officially happening. But uh, what I really wanted to talk about was um, and it happened right after we did the episode last week. But uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, I guess the retirement is now finally officially accepted, yes, it's good, yes. we talked about it a little bit today, you know, it's funny, uh, since it, it it literally did get announced or confirmed or whatever, I mean, it, a lot of people say, why are you even talking about this, he announced it back in October, of course, of course, of course, but the the world didn't move forward up to that point, you know, we, we'd still been trying. The
1: president certainly didn't move on at that point.
0: The president did <laughs> not move on at that point, and, uh, uh, you know, we tried to get Dana earlier in the week, uh, and we were told no, he wasn't doing any media um, and then, uh, you know, I actually tried to reach out through the UFC, uh, and through Habib's team to try to get Habib as well, just to get him to talk, but I get it, man. He just doesn't, to be honest, he just doesn't care about doing media and that sort of thing. Um, uh, but I don't know, I guess I just wanted to kind of get your take on everything because I will say this, if you're a long time listener, of the may road show, I do honestly think, and I'm not, I'm not one of those guys. that's like, Hey, let me, uh, let me twist my elbow here to pat myself on the back. But, uh, I do believe I was one of the only people that was saying, guys, Believe this retirement. It's done. I'm telling you. Believe this retirement. He's not coming back. It doesn't matter if Connor looks good. It doesn't matter, blah, 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 blah. I think I was one of the few people all along that was saying, guys, it's over, it's over. Trust me, everybody I'm talking to tells me that it's over. It's done. Um, So, on the one hand, I could be one of those people that says, well, it's not even news. You know what I mean? Why are we even talking about it? But it is news, and it is, you know, we're finally moving forward. Um, And I will say this. I don't think you can blame – Dana you know everybody wants to, to, to hate on Dana for, for trying to get him back I don't think you can blame Dana for trying to get him back right like just this is the biggest star in the sport and there's some really big fights to be made well I say biggest star in the sport I, I would still give Connor that mantle if I'm being honest the biggest star in the sport but one of the biggest stars in the sport and him and Connor would do insane business so yeah I don't think you can blame Dana for just saying hey let me ride this out as long as possible before we give it the official recognition
1: I mean who wouldn't have done that I mean, knowing the amount of money. And it's the same thing when, when, when Dana explained why uh, what Dustin was doing with Conor McGregor was the right decision. I mean, he, 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 he proved it. He's like, the kid's been working his whole, li- his whole life. He's been working this hard to get it to a point where he can make the money that he's making on those sort of things. He said other guys have had this opportunity in the past as well, and they chose wrong. You know, they chose something. Maybe it was a title shot. Maybe it was like, oh, I don't want to go for this. I don't want to do whatever. I'm just going to – I want to hold out for the title shot because there is something about being that belt, you know, having the belt and being the champion. Yep. I won't take any – I mean, who can take anything away from being able to say that? Once you're a world champion, you're always a world champion. But once you have a million dollars in your bank, that's pretty cool too. And yeah. once you can have – and it was more than a million for that last fight. Slightly more than Slightly than a more. Million. And if there's a fact that you could do that again, and what's even – in. Even better outside of that, not only is Dustin getting money for that, there's being awareness, there's being other stuff being brought to his foundation, the Good Fight Foundation. There's stuff that was being – I, I don't think Connor had a foundation of anything. I think it was all about he was jumping on the bandwagon band to help support Dustin's, but also just to get him back in fighting. Right. And, you know, pat his pockets a little bit as well. Um, the Proper 12 Foundation. Who, yeah, the Proper 12 Foundation. Um, who couldn't uh, – You know, and and that was the thing. I know I talk with people that are like, man, I just I can't believe you know Dustin is turning down a a title shot. You know, this is what he's been working for. Understand that yes, even if he would have got the title shot, it would have entitled him to to renegotiate his contract, maybe get some more point percentage on the the pay per view, but ultimately just bumping what his little fight person. It's not like they're just going to be like, okay, this is a title shot against. Insert random other person. Right. And then we're going to say, okay, now we're going to give you, you know, 500 and 500 instead of just a flat
0: 500. No, he's making good money.
1: You know, but now the fact that it's like, they're going to be like, okay, you I'm know, so possibly make millions
0: of millions. I'm so torn on this because I have said that I think that as a human fulfillment thing, as, as knowing that you did Delicious. what you said you were going to go out and do. Him fighting for the undisputed title means everything, and, there, and in, in a lot of ways, I wish he would take that undisputed title shot. And, and I'm talk about Dustin Poirier, of course, because I feel like that would mean so much when we when we think about the journey that he's been through. Yep. I think the conclusion of that journey, for that one night to have that belt, you know, to go to sleep with that belt around your yep. waist and say, "I'm I'm the I'm the number one in the world," um, I think it would mean a lot. However, he's 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 a good husband and yep. he, and he's a parent, and at the end of the day. Providing for his family is what is really what he's supposed to be doing, yeah. right? And that's what matters most. And so yep. the opportunity to, to make these extra millions, and, and make no mistake about it, the fight with Conor McGregor will make extra millions yes. than fighting Chandler would, than fighting yes. Oliveira would he be, than fighting
1: – It's like he's fast-forwarding three to four years mm-hmm. of fighting as a champion. Yes. The kind of money that he's going to do. And-, and how can anybody – fault him for wanting to do
0: that and i do think it's probably a nice bet on yourself too right because yeah. you cash that check now you just beat conor mcgregor now you gave him props you said he hit hard you said that he you know it was difficult you did get rocked a little bit in that first round But you beat Conor again, and I'm not saying you become Conor McGregor because you don't. You don't become Conor McGregor. Conor's Conor. Conor's Conor. You can't
1: fake it. We've seen multiple dudes try to be Conor. You can't pull it off. You don't pull that off. They don't pull it
0: off. But you do still a little bit of that shine. Sure. You're a bigger star now. Now, if you go fight either Chandler or Oliveira, whoever it may be, honestly, I think you come in, and I don't want to take this boxing term too much because it, it annoys me sometimes, but I do feel like if he beats Conor, And goes and faces the winner. He's the A side, not the champ. Not the the champ's not the A side. If he wins, if he
1: wins, he's the A side. I got a hot take to that. He could fight Connor, put on a good fight. If he, well, and he's going to make a lot of money. Whether he wins or loses, he's going to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I don't see a loss to Connor hurting him at all. As for contending for the belt after this, I would agree with that. It's the best of both worlds. He doesn't need to stop fighting Conor to fight for the belt. Because win or lose, I believe he has the next shot at the belt, whether here's, he wants it or not.
0: Here's an interesting question that, that crossed my mind this week, I, I was thinking about. It. So, uh, if, if anybody uh, doesn't look at the MMA Junkie rankings, first of all, shame on you. What <laughs> other rankings should you be paying attention to? Spank go, yourself. Go look at the MMA Junkie rankings. Then so, spank yourself still. I'll be never going made off. Uh, basically, with, with the UFC recognizing his uh, retirement, and with him being, you know, this was not a one-week-and-now-I'm-back kind of retirement, we said, you know what, it's been... You know, it's been almost six months at this point. The UFC is recognizing it. They're moving on. They booked another title fight. Let's pull him from the rankings, right? So we pulled him from pound for pound, which that means John Jones moved up to our number one pound for pound because he was number two. Congratulations, Mr. Jones. And that means Dustin Poirier moved up to number one in our lightweight rankings. So here's what I'm intrigued about. Now, again, uh... Gorgeous George Garcia from MMA Junkie Radio, He he's the big kind of spearhead of these of these rankings. And Then him and I usually kind of conversate about it and, and what do you think. Here's what I'm interested So this lightweight title fight coming up features number three, Charles Oliveira, versus number seven, Michael Chandler. Now, generally speaking, in most divisions, the UFC champion ends up being number one. And it's not because we just automatically put them there, right? It's not because we just automatically go, oh, well, this UFC champion he needs to be number one. I have an interesting question. Whether it be Oliver or whether it be Chandler, do they move past Dustin Poirier into the number one position if they beat each other? And I don't know that that's the case. Well, it's hard to not
1: do it because of the fact that they're contending for the belt. If if you if you if the but rank- remember
0: our rankings are right. our rankings are about you know in a lot of the rankings in, in the UFC rankings and the Bellator rankings the champ is automatically C right C. he's up at the top and then the and then it's number one number through one. ten our world rankings are just that they're yeah. world rankings now typically the UFC champion is number one because let's be honest if you're the champion of the UFC you probably are number one in the world but in this particular situation where the champ walks away I'm not a hundred percent convinced that if Charles Oliveira or Michael Chandler win that they deserve to move past Dustin Poirier into the number one spot in the world?
1: I don't know. It's it's a tough argument because, one, all three of their names have been in contention for it. Mm-hmm. For me personally, if I had to have a pick in it, it's hard for me to not say that those two are the C and the 1 in our own ranking just for the fact that they are contending for it that doesn't that's no slight to dustin by any means that's just giving credit to the two guys that are actually fighting and contending for the belt sure you know while that still could easily one of them could easily been replaced with this other guy um i still have to i would still have to give merit to the fact that this is a title contention fight so in my mind these are the the two best guys that are fighting for it even if there is some weird sort of Reasoning behind it, you know, and even Dana was kind of just like weird in his whole answer, sort of justifying it. Today it was just very short and just very non-make sense- sense-ish. It was just like, "That's the fight we made." That's the
0: fight we made. I'm like, okay. It was know? weird. Like I was like, "Hey, it sell was us on super this." Super weird. Sell us on this. Why this is the fight?
1: It was like he even. He was even. It was like he was just admitting defeat that he didn't have the words to fucking say <laughs> why that was the one, but. But I mean, I can't argue because I guess in his mind he was like, you know, with uh, Dustin wanting to do what he wanted to do, he's out of the equation, so it's not even a factor at this point. Right? Here are the two other guys that want to fight. And for And I it. can't argue with that. And here are the two number, the, the two guys that are best fit to do it right now. And I, don't, I can't argue with Which that. Which is tough because Gage. deserves Geiji. to be in there too. Yeah, I mean, that's the only, that's the only part where it's like, okay, Dana, explain me why you're stepping over this guy. I mean, because that's the only thing when it comes to Dustin. He's a non-factor because Dustin's chosen. What, and so I'm I'm glad that they allowed him to do that because it makes sense for them because they're going to get a nice cut from it. It's going to keep Connor happy. It's going to keep Dustin happy and give him what he wants to do. But they need to make shit right with Justin because like, he's easily in there. But I can definitely see where there's a bit of a slight taking Chandler over Justin who's been there and who's done stuff.
0: Chandler came in and made that splash. A
1: huge splash. Huge. I mean, there's, there's. I mean, I'll tell you what's I'm crazy. That-
0: they might find themselves in this in a very similar position if if Francis beats uh, Stepe, and then what do you got? What do you do with John Jones sitting on the sidelines? Do you do you do you put him in there? Because if Francis wins, doesn't Stepe deserve the trilogy fight right away? Of course he does. I, in fact, kudos to uh, Schmo was the one that asked at the press conference today, and he even said that. And I think even Daniel was like, "Yeah, it'd be a tough one. It'd be a tough one." You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I didn't like the fact that he sort of like was, like, holding his breath, like, on trying to give that answer. I thought that answer of, of course, he should get one, should have been immediate Yeah. at that point. I was a little disappointed that he, like, I mean, the only way like, it
0: wouldn't would be, I guess, what, if, if Francis dominated him for 25 minutes? Dominated
1: him like, a, like, a, like he was just, like a. Like he looked terrible. Like or, he just wasn't even in his league. Or, or her, suffered or an awful him, injury. Yeah, or, suffered or an awful injury. Or hurt him bad. Then at that point, you're just like. You don't need to run that back right now. But which I do
0: think is fair to be like I, – I, I, it is weird, right? Because when you answer the question, like, there are scenarios in which maybe it doesn't make sense, but it's hard to imagine them happening, you know what I mean? So it's like they do make sense. So I get the non-commitment, but uh, it is weird sometimes. Like, I mean, And that's why Dana's general answer is just, hey, we'll see how it all plays out. We'll see how it all plays out. And I know that pisses people off sometimes, but that's why. Because you got to see the fight first. got to see the fight first. Like, if you hear, hey, man. Francis knocks knock Steepy out in the first round. You go, well, ah, well, you got to give him another chance. You know what I mean? But if you hear like, oh, he dominated for, for, you're right.
1: If it's a first, it's a whole big difference. If it makes it to the championship rounds and Francis gets a win, or if he gets a decision, if he gets a knockout in the fourth or fifth round, is very different than if he goes out there and knocks Steepy out in the first round. Yeah. If he gets, if Steepy like gets if he's knocked up, out, if
0: he's up four rounds to none and then knocks him out in the fifth round, dude, like. You know, you don't need to bring it back. Not exactly. at least, not immediately. Exactly. So there's a
1: big difference, and and maybe that's the, that's also not the shit that Dana wants to say up there in a press conference and and make one guy like out of it too. And but that's the, that's the nitty gritty bullshit side of things. You know, even though we think like it doesn't matter if the guy takes a loss, the the champ should get a rematch. But if if the champ is literally just out,
0: how, how funny, blown away? How do we funny really would it be? If, it? You know, you know how we've. You know how we've come to expect Dana like we have to ask around. I'm like, hey, I know you don't. I know you don't make fights on 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 fight night. You know what I mean? Because like, you know what I mean. How funny would it be if like you asked him a question, and he'd be like, John, you know we don't make fights ahead of fights actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, fair point to you, sir. That does how make a lot of sense. How dare you not do that? Yeah, that would be funny. All right, listen, I know I know you got to run, man. I know I know you had a previous appointment. So although. We do need to say because this is delicious. Oh, the Dreamer is solid. It, 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 the Dreamer IPA, and by the way, they've got some brand new, beautiful packaging on a Latchkey Brewing That's Dreamer IPA. There. This is beautiful. Yeah,
1: I, I love that package. That's a fantastic package you got I just, there, I, sir. I, when I when I hold your package in my hand, I just want to look at I'm it. a Big fan of Anthony's. Package. I just can't not put it against my
0: mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, the Dreamer IPA, crisp, dry, easy, easy drinking. drinking. With nice citrus in Florida. I, I, I will say, this is, I will say, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being silly when I say this. This is uh, one of my favorite ones. This, is honestly this has become
1: one of my favorite is, ones.
0: and Especially in terms of IPAs, and I'm not always the biggest IPA guy. And I'll say this from the game. The Dreamer IPA is one of the best IPAs I've ever tasted. I
1: wonder because every time we drank it, too, it's after we've been drinking the dark ones. It is, like, so it super It tastes like refreshing. Coors <laughs> Light. It's so super <laughs> refreshing. It's all citrusy and, like, sunshine, even on the can. It's like there's a sun. Is the sun setting or the sun rising at this
0: point? It is. They take you on
1: a journey, right? I, I guess mean, we, you, that would be – that's north, south, east, west coast, so this is the sunrise. Right? Rising, right? Oh,
0: uh, no, it would be setting. It rises in the east and sets in the west. Does it? Oh, yeah, it does.
1: <laughs> wow. So I got a little confused there. All right, so yeah, setting. <laughs> I just took the world. Amazing. I'm that powerful, I just switched the world around.
0: Your world's just
1: been turned upside down.
0: Amazing, amazing.
1: F All you, right. you, dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling like a stranger.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, all right, listen one more one more topic. I I I, I want to bring it up because, I, like I said, I know you gotta let's run. Let's
1: see what else I can get wrong in this one. <laughs> the return
0: of Misha Tate.
1: Oh wow, cupcake, welcome back! Ah uh, man, I love Misha. Misha's she's another one that's always been fun to uh, interview, fun to just see around. I, w- I don't know what. Is going on with one Whatever happened And what facilitated This sort of thing But I did think That she left While she still had Fight in her She did Um, But also now she got mom strength She's got mom strength Times like what Two Did she have two kids now She's like twice as strong now Because of the the Two kids Uh, But her life has been So interesting Lately I mean like Living overseas, doing other kind of shit. I think she just want to get back to what made her her. I agree. You know,
0: I think I think uh, I, I'm excited to see this. Uh, I I really am. You know, whether or not she can be a UFC champion, tough because you're talking about Amanda Nunes' division and Amanda Nunes. I've, I've said yeah. it, and this is no disrespect to Misha Tate. If you've ever heard the show before, I'll tell you, there's not a female on the planet right now that I would pick against Amanda Nunes. I think she's that good. Yeah. So it's no disrespect to Misha Tate. I don't know that she can come back and be a UFC champion. But what I will say is. Uh, I do think she's still. An, she can a, come back and put on good fights. She can come on, and put on good fights. She's going yep. to. She's going to be involved in some big fights. She's going to be involved in some entertaining fights. Um, you know, certainly she's a, a, a great representative of yeah, the sport. She's well spoken, man. And she's, when it
1: comes to heart, I mean, like to think like she was literally getting her uh, arm ripped off. Her title fight win is one of the greatest. She didn't title. Want to t- oh, oh, dude, yeah. I mean, she dude, literally was getting her arm ripped off, and she's like, "No, I'm not tapping." It her, was. Her, Unreal. her
0: losses to Rhonda are incredible. Yeah. Her win over Holly is incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she is a star. She's a stud, and I'm excited to see her back. And of course, you know, uh, you know, spend a lot of time out here training in Las Vegas as well. So we're we're fond of her in that way as well. But um, I I will so say where's she back at now? Like has I, she moved back? With, so I heard that I, I don't know because I heard that maybe she's living in SoCal. So I don't know, but I know she's training. Is from. I don't know, but I know she was training at Extreme Couture. No, they 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 met at Extreme Couture. So I I don't know. I heard I for some reason somebody told me they thought she was hurting in SoCal. I haven't seen her here in Vegas recently. But yeah. I also I don't go into the gym anymore. I used to go to Extreme Couture quite a bit. Yeah, because you know Eli what I mean? was always there. Either my son training or I would just go and like you know. But I don't drop by anymore because we're still in that COVID era. We're getting yeah. to the end of it. Uh, so thank I haven't goodness. personally seen her there yet. Yeah, thank goodness. So I haven't personally seen her there. But I just want to say, me personally, I'm excited. I, I'm not ruling her out of being a champion, but I'll be honest with you, I'm not. I'm not. It's tough, I, but it's not any disrespect to her. It's just because Amanda she's knew. She's starting to me. from the beginning again. Yep.
1: She's coming back fresh. She's gonna have to work her way through. She's she's not coming back like Connor out of whatever and then immediately getting put Give back a title in the shot. top ten, top five, whatever. She's gonna have to earn her way back in. But she's got such great heart. She's so fun. Um, I'm excited for. her. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, she's she's. It's, I hope she's just coming back because she wants the challenge. She wants the competition. I mean, I'm sure the pay will help as well. I mean, she's so fun. I mean, she's fun. She's not hard to look at. She's fucking puts on great fights. Fuck yeah, man. Welcome back, Misha, man. Cupcake was awesome, man. She's she's one of the better ones. She's a good – and talking about ambassadors for the sports, that's why one was smart. So they understood. Um, She understands the sport. She talks well about it. She's a great ambassador for the sport. So, I mean, it's good good on the UFC because, I mean, it's going to be good for her, but it's going to be good for them as well. I mean, they need more stars in the female division for sure
0: win win all the way around. I am yeah. excited Good to see. Good for it. her. Welcome back, Cupcake. I can't wait for it. All right, listen. Like I said, we got a long day tomorrow. We're going to have the weigh-ins in the morning. We got a couple of uh, avails in the afternoon. Oh we got the, the the thriller press conference in the afternoon, which uh who knows what that's going to be like. We actually both we have to get covid it's tested. A triller! <laughs> <laughs> we have to get covid tested twice tomorrow, which is crazy.
1: What is up with that? What the f?
0: Life is wild. All right, listen, uh, I didn't say if you like what you listen to, but please do. Make sure you're, you're, you're logged in, rated, review, all that. Make sure you, you join us over at patreon.com slash the M.A. Roadshow. We'll have the and a half episode like we do every week. Plus, I just enjoy chat with everybody over we'll there. we
1: keep chatting because I need to figure out who, who just joined us that we need Most to stay Most social Hellum.
0: media absolutely sucks, if I'm being honest with you. and I try to like do my us? best to stay up with it, but uh, just like many of the fighters involved, sometimes I get a little bit annoyed by social media. But anybody that's on patreon.com slash the M.A. Roadshow, they are absolutely my favorite people in the world. Even if they want to talk trash to me, that's okay. Because if you help support the show, it uh, it helps us out a lot. Because, uh, you know, listen, 313 consecutive weeks. Come on. Thomas, Give us a little respect for that. Thomas new? One? Let's just throw some thank yous to some of the recent ones that
1: came. Enrique Ortiz, Thomas Dunscum. Thomas sure that, was I'm, new this week, yeah. I'm sure there's a better pronunciation of that. But Dunscum is probably like more English like Dunscum. Message Cole Coffee
0: and tell him how ridiculous he is. In <laughs> fairness, in fairness, the man didn't know what side of the continent the sun was. Shut set the on. F up. He I also confused. didn't realize I blame you, Anthony Beach, that you twenty nineteen was two years ago. So if we got the pronunciation <laughs> of your name wrong, doesn't don't scoom- get up don't scoom- get upset. <laughs> and everybody else. Thanks for listening.